When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. We're determined to get our old Norwich back. We talk the current games and look back at the glory times and we're now part, delighted to be part of the Sport Social. Now, do us a favour because all podcasts uh, get passed on by word of mouth. That's how people find out about them. That's how most people tend to listen to them. So if you know a Norwich City fan and you think they might like the podcast, then pass it on, send them a link, uh, do us a favour and be part of the team and spreading the City story. Now, coming up, phew, we're glad that's all over. Uh, Should Weber follow Pookie's lead? And episode 42, yes, we are back and finishing off our Norwich City's greatest ever squad for the Premier League. Where have we been? Well, I'm afraid to say that Dad has not been very well. Have you, Dad? No, no, um... Laid low by COVID, unfortunately. COVID? I thought I Which... thought that was a thing of the past. <laughs> I hoped it was. <laughs> I hope this episode is, to be honest. It did uh, knock me out for a, a, a number of days. And I think it hit me hardest because um, I was so low after Norwich's performances, I think. <laughs> well, quite. <laughs> Just no energy, no energy to pull me through. No. Well, we're glad you're uh, back fighting fit and raring to go for a summer, uh, which could be interesting from a Norwich City point of view. I said, few glad that's over. What is it? Six games without a win to finish the season, a 1-0 defeat to relegated Blackpool as Sunderland convincingly won away from home to power into the playoffs, a 13th place finish, 62 points from 46 matches and more losses than wins, 18 uh, plays 17. What a stinking season. And and more more defeats at home, John. The worst were the worst home record. The worst home record since I don't think even you remember this. Nineteen fifty six and nineteen fifty seven. I do actually. <laughs> when we had to apply for re-election, <laughs> supporters walking around the ground with blankets for people to throw their coins in, so we didn't go under. So. 
perhaps we haven't quite hit those depths, but we're <laughs> getting close. Yeah. I mean, what's your overviewing of the season? Um, I, I mean, there's no doubt, John, is there? I mean, there's, as, you, as you say, one win in 11, five games at home without a goal. Mm. I mean, I I kept laughing to you, didn't I, in the, in the last couple of episodes? But when I was there, you know, the only time I got up off my seat was to go to the loo or at half time and at the end of the game. And I mean, that's what it's come to. Um, and there's no doubt. So for this last quarter of the season, we've been bottom bottom of the table form. And it didn't get any better since Wagner came in, did it? No, no, no. In fact, when uh, when he came in, we were fifth. <laughs> We ended 13th. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, fifth was probably a, a bit of a, a you know, we, we felt it was a false position. I mean, I don't think any of us are, are, are surprised that we've ended up mid-table because that's the way that we've been playing all season, really. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the surprising thing is that we knew how bad we were and we haven't really done anything about it. And, and, and a change of manager has, has made no difference whatsoever dean smith had some good matches in charge uh yeah. magna has had some good matches in charge but but yeah. actually the majority as as proved and the stats we've talked about and um as you say one um what is it 29 points at home i think this season is what we've taken is it Pookie yeah. hasn't scored think... at home since september i know i know and and and, and um wagner's um record with his strikers is appalling. I mean, there's been the odd goal from Eder and Sargent and I think Pookie in the early. But, but I mean, the number of goals our strikers have scored. And also, I mean, I, 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 I didn't go to the game yesterday, but I did listen to it. And I mean, listening, players have gone backwards. I mean, Gibbs is, no, is nowhere near the player he was earlier in the season. Mm. Now, whether that's the system, whether it's because we're lacking experienced players, I mean, who who knows? But it's, um, as I said, it's bottom of the table form and so, something's now got to change. So we do know that Timo Pukki's leaving and we'll talk more about him, of course, as the episode goes on. Uh, Sam Byram, Kieran Dowell, Michael McGovern um, announced, of course, on uh, Insta and the club announced last week that he was leaving after a number of years sitting on the bench uh, and earning lots of money. Uh, Daniel Sanani and Josh Martin are all leaving the club. We know that Isaac Hayden and Mark Rinos are returning to their parent clubs, Newcastle and Arsenal. Yeah, what a lone signing that was. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and we know that we've given new contracts to Max Ahrens, Anel Hernandez and Kenny McLean. So huge question marks. Is, is there a new contract for Ahrens? Yeah, he signed a new contract. Oh right. Whether that was uh, whether that was the one that he'd signed last year. Um, right. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's he. We know that he's not um, leaving this summer. Right. That, that's been that's been confirmed. Um, but Tim Krull's got a year's left on his contract. Um, what's going to happen to him? Grant Hanley. Huge question marks about the club and and the players. And as you say, something now has to change over the summer doesn't it that that's what that that's well, the big question mark and and we assume that that david wagner's not leaving so yeah. what is going to change and and what what is going to happen well look the signals from the club seem to be that um that there is there is going to be change there's going to be change in the um the, in, in the players um 
But and and obviously the big debate up here is whether Weber and Wagner should go. Um, now the argument for them staying, the people's argument for them staying, if they've done it before, they can rebuild over the summer and could come again. And as I said, the club are indicating that there will be a rebuild this summer. Right. My con- my concern about that, this is that you know Wagner's achievements were five years ago now. Um, really, he's he's done nothing since. And I, I said to you, I felt with the, his recent record when he came to the club, he he needed to turn things around fairly quickly for his own confidence as much as anything, and it just hasn't happened. So there's there's obviously issues about him, um, and Weber, of course, yes, he has done it before, but he had different people around him then. So the, the my biggest worry is, can we trust them to rebuild? Mm. You know, we've got Weber's recent uh, failings in the transfer market. And there's this insistence that Wagner needs certain players to play his type of football. Yeah. So what happens, John, if we, we, you know, we bring in players that play his type of football, 10 games, we same record as the last 10, and we're sitting in the bottom bottom of the table. What happens mm. then? We bring in a new coach and we've got players brought in. For, I, I mean... That doesn't seem to me the right, right way to run a football club. I mean, surely you have to have different ways of playing Yeah, in this day and age. To clarify on Max Ahrens, of course, he signed a new contract. So he's got two years left on his contract. That's what I meant. We right. know he's not We know no. he's not leaving unless... No, no, no. no. He's not out of contract no. at any rate. He could, he could, yeah. he could leave in other um, While Hernandez yeah. and McLean got, got new contracts. But that that's my issue, is that Hernandez and McLean are championship players and we've given new contracts and we're we're an average championship club giving average championship players new contracts. Now, Kenny McLean yeah. has been up and down. And Adam Eder, of uh, Yeah, uh, uh, we've been up and down, up and down under Kenny with Kenny McLean and the team. Uh, Hernandez has only really played the last six months but you still watch him and go, well, what does he actually create? Yes, he has created some chances. Uh, the wonderful world of assists, as we know, that he has done some of that this season and scored goals. But is that any different from when he first came to the club and had a, a reasonable first season? And then we shipped him out on loan for, for two seasons. So why we're building um, a team around potentially Hernandez, who was someone that nobody want, wanted two years ago, we've now given it a, a new contract to. And, and that's my issue with it. And I, uh, uh, the point that you make is that if David Wagner is is going to be the person in charge, and with Stuart Weber working out who the players are going to buy, well, then apart from Angus Gunn, I yeah. don't think there's anyone at the club who you want to build the club around at the moment, and unless and, and, and unless we can go and get two central defenders from the lower leagues like your Lewis Dunks, who can you can build a club around a central midfielder that we've been desperate for for the last three or four years that could be Liam Gibbs if he's played in the right position um he certainly looked like it at the start of the season yeah and quite. very different yeah. towards the end but you need backup for him we yeah true Absolutely, we need a striker yeah. and we've needed a striker for a for a while and obviously with Pookie going now you could say well Josh Sargent is that striker okay well he's the main striker then you build around him and obviously they've decided to keep either but is that the answer it's Adam. I mean, the, I've always said with Hernandez, the question is never the answer is never an O'Neill Hernandez. Whatever the question is, he's never the answer. But but no, effectively, no, we've I... built a club. We're building next season's team around Hernandez and Adam Eder. Quite. 
<laughs> it doesn't <laughs> doesn't inspire confidence. I think the other big thing, John, as well. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a miserable summer. Actually, I know there's a lot of anticipation. I know people saying there'll be players. There's already rumours coming around. We are in a position now where we are not an attractive club to ambitious championship players. No. If you put put you on the spot, John, if you were now a player looking for um, to make your mark in in the championship, would you come to Norwich City? Look at the other clubs around. You'll have, obviously have some coming down. I mean, I think Ipswich are one of the early favourites for promotion next season. You know, we've seen what Sunderland now. You would not come to Norwich City. Adrian Forbes was the summariser on BBC Norfolk yesterday for yesterday's game. He said there are clearly problems within the club. He's working with Luton. Yep. He knows what's going on there. He says there are clearly problems within the club. Now, if Adrian Forbes is talking like that on the radio, that will be well known in the football world. Yes. Why would you come here? We might have a very good training ground at Conley, but people are in, you know, Ambitious players want success. Well, all you've got to do is look down the A140 and see Ipswich uh, coming up and with a, a manager that has in McKenna that is, is, is yeah. young, ambitious and, and looking yeah. to do things differently. Andrew. I mean, I love the I love the way he said, well, this is only part of the project. We now want we're now aiming for the Premier League. Yeah, and, and you we saw it when we got promoted from League One. We went straight up again. Yeah. You, you maintain that momentum. Um, Andrew texted in uh, to the podcast saying what happens with Barley Mumba? Uh, at, at Plymouth Argyle, who've also now been promoted as as, as the League yeah. One champions. Well, he ain't, I, uh, if you're Barley Mumba, you ain't coming to Norwich because why? Why would you come to a team that's losing every week? Well, you'd stay with a team, uh, and and really, what Plymouth should be doing is desperate to keep that player keep, for for yeah. next season. Well, there's a real concern there, John. Actually, because I read that uh, I read an article yesterday that says uh, Wagner said that Barley Mumba is coming back to Norwich. Right. Now, it, Plymouth, he's been playing wing-back. He's been involved in 14 goals, either assists or, um, uh, or or goals scored. Wagner said he's coming back here as a full-back. He'll have to fit in with my system. <laughs> I mean, right. the, the, well, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, but if, if, if all this is true, this is just ludicrous because what's going to happen, he's going to come back. He's not going to fit in with that system. He's going to be, uh, you know, he would have preferred to be with Plymouth and see them take off, especially if we're not doing very well. There's a recipe for disaster. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but uh, there is one little fact I was going to just mention to you, John. 15 years ago this time, Darren Huckabee played his last game for the club. Right. He'd been with us five years. And you know how important he'd been over that period for girls' assists. Without him, we would have not have got to the Premier Agreed. League. 15 years later, uh, sorry, within a year of Huckabee leaving, we were in Division 1. 15 years later, Timu Puki's been with us five years. How important has he been to the goals and uh, over that period? Is history going to repeat itself in one year's time? Which is what we la- asked in the last episode, whether... David Wagner was the was the, the new Glenn Road, <laughs> um, it hasn't, but it hasn't got any better since then. No, in fact, it's got worse. Yeah, since, every since time we, we keep, question. you know, and, and as I said, hate to sound negative because each time we hope it will get better, and this has flowed throughout the last few months, but it's not. And if they're not careful, um, just a. Uh, just other couple of bit of news is I understand that Webb is going to come out and talk to the media in the next couple of weeks. Good. 
and also uh, at uh, I mean you know my feeling about at board level with I don't think any of this will be sorted out till we get proper governance mm. there and and the sport and directors held to uh, to to proper account well Michael Folger as you know he was the one who sold his shares to the Americans yep. he's now he's now left the board so we'll often have to wait and see there what the format of the board is but my own feeling is until they sort out sort that out nothing will get better. No. So at least Weber's going to come out and talk. But should he do what Pookie said, which is Pookie said he was proud of what he's achieved at Norwich. And we talked about, of course, what, what a crucial player he's been in our Premier League uh, recent history. 88 goals, 209 appearances. He's fourth on the all-time uh, scoring list yeah. for City. He said he's proud of what he achieved, but he wants a new challenge. And this season would have been very disappointing for him, uh, I, yes. I would have thought. And, yeah. he, wants, Absolutely. and he wants that yeah. new challenge. Surely Stuart Weber wants a new challenge surely Weber wants to go and do something different rather than sitting here and actually seeing us get worse and worse and worse because I don't see if as you said and and unless there is like a, a lightning bolt in the next two three months I cannot see us being any better next season no no I, and in fact, I, I, I would say that's almost impossible for anyone to produce that given these circumstances. Yeah. As you say, it would take a lightning bolt. I, I think I think it would. I mean, it's interesting what you say, isn't it? Pookie wants a new challenge. And OK, yeah, sometimes a, ch- a change of club is good and that sort of thing. He wants it. But he don't see that challenge here. Why? Going back to my earlier point, why would any other player? Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. And and I think that's the thing. It's, it's, it's starkingly obvious that there is no challenge. And that's why I'm surprised that Kenny McLean signed a new contract. If you're Tim Krull and Angus Gunn has, has replaced you, Tim Krull, you're coming to the end of your career. Are you going to sit on the bench for another year or are you going to go and do something else? As Grant Hanley, he's a Scottish international. Yeah, quite. Is he gonna, does yeah. he really want to be playing at Norwich for another season, letting in, in goals? I see that, um, uh, I think a, a foreign team were after Andrew Omadonbele have offered like 20 million um, oh, for, right. uh, yeah. over, in, over the weekend. Some, some of the Sunday papers were, were saying that, you know, that he may be on his way. And you would take that money. I would, I'd, I'd yeah. bite your hand off for 20 million for uh, yeah, Omadonbele. Yeah. But then you need to go and, and, yes. and look at these players, look at, Mil- even I would I, I would say go and look at other championship clubs but I think the issue is that you look at Norwich now as you rightly say and go well I'm not going there because I might as well have, have stand more of a chance in the championship uh, than than go to Norwich well previously you would have had some players leave Millwall or Blackburn uh, for example and, and come and come to Norwich that's not going to happen now so I think we need to look at, at League One but of course Weber and Wagner don't like picking players from this country. No, they they, they want to go and get players from other parts of the world and bring them through. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, you can't build a defensive unit like that. You need to go and get... We've had some great young players come through, but Ben Godfrey and Omar Dombele are not people that you build a club around. No, absolutely. No, quite. You're right. Well, there were two lads, I think, watching that West Brom, you know, when we played and lost at West Brom. Mm. There were two lads in the, in, in the West Brom team who, who went to West Brom at the beginning of last season who uh, who, who looked, OK, West Brom hadn't been any great shakes, but um, they, they, they looked quite positive. They were picked up by West Brom from um, either other championship or, or lower clubs. We wouldn't have even been looking at them. No. 
No. That you know, you 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 know that we 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 haven't brought anyone through like that, and on until well, as as I said, um, on until this governance is sorted out at the club and people start holding the sporting director to account, this will not improve. So we'll see what the next few weeks brings, and of course, uh, bring you reaction to that as the summer progresses. This is the new old Norwich. Stay with us because we're about to finish off our Norwich City's greatest ever squad for the Premier League. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. And we're in episode 42 and we're back to the greatest countdown. Norwich City's greatest ever squad for the Premier League. In the last episode, we were looking at the strikers and we came, we were looking for four strikers to join our squad of 20. And it culminated with lots of umming and ahhing. I've got actually gone back and listened to the episode. I do apologise for the amount of times I went, oh, oh, I I've, I, oh, it's too difficult. And we came up with the four names, Chris Sutton, Grant Holt, Robert Fleck and John Dean. And we did say that Timo Puki wasn't in that 20-man squad. So we've we've come up with our 20 names for the squad, which is how we were going to start, or what we were originally looking for, Dad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we were looking at a Premier League squad, weren't we, of, um, for a, a match day, um, 11 players plus nine substitutes. Um, as you know, we've had a debate since then because the setup in the Premier League is that you actually have a season squad of 25 players from which you pick those 20 players. And we thought that would be um, nice just to finish this off and say, well, we've got our 20-man uh, match day squad, but we're now, uh, we were always going to pick this for a, um, a modern um, Premier era. League yep. season. Yeah, the era. So we thought we'd um, increase that to have a season squad of 25 and then we've got the 20 and then we'll also pick a a team for that first uh, first game in the premier yeah. league so our 20 original names are Brian Gunn Ian Culverhouse yeah. Mark Bowen yeah. Steve Bruce Ian Butterworth yeah. um with yeah. kind of looking at Woods Watson and Russell Martin as well so Chris Woods yeah. yes the subs, Dave yeah. Watson and Russell Martin uh, midfielders, we've got Mike Phelan, yeah. Martin Peters, yeah. Ian yeah. Crook, and Jeremy Goss. Yeah. Dale Gordon, Rule Fox, Darren Huckabee, who we mentioned earlier, yeah. and Wes Houlihan. And yeah. then the strikers, as we've said, Holt, Sutton, Fleck, and Dean. So that is our 20-man squad. So we're now looking to look to add five to that from everyone we've talked about in previous episodes. If you haven't listened to them, uh, please go. You, you don't <laughs> want to listen to the first bit of the podcast where we review the football, but lots to go back and listen to on the debates on the, the midfielders and defenders and, and strikers. So we're looking for five more. And then, as you say, in the next episode, we'll pick an 11. Yeah. Just on, just finishing off with the strikers, John. There have been, with Puky's retirement, there's been uh, quite a lot of statistics done on the strikers over the years. Um, one of which is someone's come up with the goals 
um, per game in the top tier, the Premier League or Division right. One. The girls, the strikers have scored. Now, interestingly, of the ones we've got, um, John Dean was 0.42 goals per game. Right. Chris Sutton, 0.34. Yeah. Grant Holt, 0.33. Yeah. Robert Fleck, 0.29. Okay. Now, this com- compared with Timu Pukis, statistically, of 0.30, so very close. In fact, Timu Pukis got the same record as Mark Robbins. Oh, who we, who we, at, at who we biffed off in the last episode. We. That's right, absolutely. He was in that in that case. The the um, there were two players who came out higher. Um, actually, Kevin Drinkle had quite a good record as well, as we mentioned him. Ted McDougall. Remember, you remember we've talked about yep. Ted McDougall, and he was a tremendous uh, striker, but he was more of a, a goal hanger type, and we just didn't think he was suitable for the modern game. He his his record is zero point four nine. So that was a that was a goal every uh, two games almost. And Justin Fashionu was also 0.39. So, again, he came very close as well. So, um, I think statistically it's more or less reinforced our, our views and, you know, and then it's the finest margins on how we how we um, feel they fit it in. It does – when someone does all that hard work for you and look at uh, – and we, we've always said this podcast wasn't about the statistics. We weren't going to dive into, like, really all the, all the statistics. But when someone does do that for you and it kind of – backs up what you've said God, it, make, it makes you yes. feel all right doesn't it i mean i'm, I'm quite it, happy it, with it, that <laughs> i'm quite happy with holt sutton fleck and dean that's, that's right and i think the other thing with those four that came, how they came out you've got if you like the two traditional type number nines chris sutton and grant holt yep. and then um you know john dean and robert fleck who would perhaps been the eight or the tens in the old day yeah. you know it's, yeah no absolutely so i think that that comes out as well so we're now down to we we need to create this season squad we just need to add five players to that 20 yep. okay so we're going to add another goalkeeper yeah and the way it went i think it's fairly it was fairly clear that kevin keelan was the next one in line yeah. after gun and woods yeah graham benstead was up there but no we decided <laughs> to go with kevin keelan <laughs> oh, what was his name marshall let's all do it. let's all do a marshall that was a yeah. him waving his arms all over the place <laughs> um yeah no so no, not 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 Benstead not Marshall we're going with Kevin Keelan as our third goalkeeper yeah and then we were a little bit short on the left side of defense because we've got Bowen in the team and then yeah. kind of well we think we have Bowen in the team we haven't we have to listen to the next episode to decide whether we're going to have Bowen in the team but yeah it's, it's... I think we did include him originally in in the defense where we we thought more about at the start didn't we about who was in yeah. the team and I think Bowen was definitely yeah. and we, then we went with Watson and Martin as well, as well as Bruce and Butterworth so yeah we we, we kind of need a another left back and despite my uh protestations that we really should have Trevor Putney in it we have decided <laughs> to go with Drury. Yeah, Adam Drury. Adam Drury. Who uh, obviously is a huge servant of the club and um and, yeah. and, and got to the Premier League in, in two totally different eras when you when you think about yes. it. Yes. He did. And he, you know, he, he he was a bit unfortunate. He didn't play for us at our all the time when we were at our best, but he, he did have a, a tremendous record and tr- tremendous professional, and I think he he, he he stands the test against other left backs that we've had. So we're going to in, include a couple of probably wingers or number tens, depending on uh, where you'd like to play them uh, in the squad as well, aren't we? Yeah, 
Now I've got down here Buendia and Barham. Hey, they they both featured closely when we were talking about wide players and midfielders. Yeah. Um, Buendia, because of his, you know, that that basic point that in in the heights of two thousand eighteen, nineteen, and twenty twenty one, we didn't win games if he wasn't playing. <laughs> That's sort of the highest accolade, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Mark Barham as well, um, someone that maybe if you're a bit a bit younger you wouldn't really appreciate what, what he brought to the squad and what he brought to the team and won the milk cup he was the exciting player of that early 80s team wasn't yeah. he yeah the the flair um which we followed on with people like dale gordon and real fox and and later huckabee but uh yeah he he was he was of that nature yeah right? he kind of started it off so that's four so keelan drury buendia and barham so our final and and when we promise we will not come back in the next episode and say right we're going to do a third <laughs> Yeah, the Premier League have got to add some more for me. Well, they probably will. I think we've come we've come to the end of this. uh... (laughs) So the final player who's going to be in our squad, um, it could be looking at the stats, and obviously as a striker, and it could be Ted McDougal um, from the stats you said, even Justin Fashnu and and Mark Robbins. But we're going to go with Timmy Pookie because of that wider. You know, again, I think I think. Um, like Justin Fashionu, he, he, you know, he had a good time. But, but if you compare Pukie's, um basic contribution to the whole team, um, was wider. And and we talked, you know, whilst he was with us, he was a top international player. Yeah, so. yeah. and and he was in a pretty poor Norwich team for mo- most yes. seasons. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which got worse, <laughs> which progressively got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So there we go. So that is our now confirmed twenty-five man squad, the greatest Norwich City squad for a Premier League season. And what we'll do is I need to create I need to create something on social media so I can put it out there so people can ha- have a look at it. Um, and we'll, we'll make sure that it's out there in, in the world of Facebook and Twitter uh, and the likes. And you can have a look at it. And then what we're going to do in the next episode is break that down to a starting 11. Yeah. That is the plan, Stan, if that's all right. You can get in touch uh, <laughs> on Facebook, on Twitter, at John Cushing, at Peter Cushing. You'll be able to track us down if you would like to say whether you agree or disagree. Uh, you want to wish a dad well on his recovery from the dreaded COVID. Um, and he is back and we will be back over the next uh, few weeks as well, uh, hopefully bringing you some news on Weber, some summer board editions. Who knows what will happen from a, from a Norwich City perspective, but something has to change as dad earlier said in the podcast something has to change for us to be able to move forward it seems this is the new old norwich the podcast that's more steady on than splendid rush sports social podcast network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.